What is up, everyone? What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, I discuss faith, spirituality, and the realms of paranormal, specifically in the light of exploring myth and mystery. So that's one of the main things I hinge everything on is exploring the ancient myths, understanding all the paranormal and supernatural stuff uh, in the light of these myths. So with that said, I'm not saying I'm right here. Um, I'm I'm not your guru. I'm not even a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a guy who enjoys exploring the ancient mythologies and has learned a thing or two about the nature of reality from exploring these ancient myths as well as sacred texts, everything from the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapadas, the Gospel of Thomas. We've been reading the Epic of Atrahasis as well as the Enuma Elish, and we're going to get more into the Enuma Elish today as we begin this episode. If you don't know, the Enuma Elish is also known as the Seven Tablets of Creation and includes a bunch of different creation myths. Uh, Some of them found earlier, some of them found uh, a little bit later, but the Enuma Elish is kind of a collection, if you will, the Seven Tablets of Creation. comes from the opening line of the myth called When on High, Um, and it largely centers around the god Marduk or Marduk, or, or um, you know, I guess you could call him Marmaduke. But for me, Marmaduke is a, uh, a big old Great Dane from the funny papers. When I was a kid growing up, what's up, Alexander? Reptex, how are you doing? John O'Neill, welcome. Quadzilla, thanks for being here. Joanne, thanks for joining. Um, so, yeah, Marduk is a very important uh, deity within the Sumerian mythology here. Um and he's the archetype of a bunch of different gods. So he's a patron god of Babylon. Um, and if you remember, um, and you can look it up on Wikipedia, there's a lot of information um, about it. Um, he's the son of uh, some of the other Anunnaki gods, uh, A-N-U-N-N-A-K-I. If you haven't heard of the Anunnaki gods um, and you're into supernatural you're into the paranormal, you're into spirituality, where have you been, you know? Uh, And I say that because I hadn't even heard of the Anunnaki gods a year and a half ago. Uh, In fact, my earlier work centered around the book of Enoch and the biblical canon, and I was getting all of my information and ideas and theories from that specifically. And now, you know, my whole world has been open wide because of these Anunnaki mythologies, because there's so many of them. And it's so clear that that's where we get the biblical canon from, especially the book of Genesis. I'm going to share a verse from Genesis with you today that uh, if you're a believer in Genesis and you get a lot of your core myth um, and mythos, if you will, from the book of Genesis, heard a lot of TikTokers lately getting all of their theories from the book of Genesis, then I just want to let you know you're operating on incomplete data. And we've got to have complete data, or at least as close as we can get. I'm not claiming to have all the data, but I'm claiming to have more data than a lot of people are willing to look at. And so when we look at the Enuma Elish, the Epic of Atrahasis, we look at the Enochian mythologies through the books of Enoch, the greater books of Enoch. I'm talking about all the mythological works, including the one where Noah is um, an albino space god 
um, and shooting lasers or rays, beams of heaven out of his eyes. It's terrifying. It's it's wonderful. And it makes a whole lot more sense when we understand there is this um, kind of seed of the gods that runs through humanity. Uh, it has nothing to do with the color of their skin. Uh, clearly, um, the Hindus represented this godlike uh, structure of genetics uh, through blue skin. Uh, the Enochian mythology represents it through white, uh, actually albino or clear translucent where you can even see the blood vessels and veins through them. Um, and there's many different ones. Uh, they also are called the shining ones, uh, where they literally have gold coming through their skin, as you would you know, hear in like the origin of the vampire lore and legend. So it's fascinating. What's up, Ashley? How are you doing? Hi here uh, from over at TikTok. Fascinating. I was just watching a documentary about this very topic. Paused to hop on here. That is awesome, Ashley. Yeah, and I've got more data today. I show up every day with more data, and I try to share that data with everybody um, so that we can all get on the same page here. Everything's done in love and light on this channel, by the way. Uh, I'm not here to argue with anyone. I'm not here to knock you off your high horse and tell you you're wrong. I just want you to get more data. That's all I care about. Uh, I think data is the most important thing in the universe. The more data we have, the more we understand, the more knowledge we have of the truth, the closer we are to God um, and understanding God. Not that we'll ever fully understand God until we're back in God. But I think the more data we have, the more we understand that we have that metaphysical creative spirit within us. Now, I'm not talking about the Old Testament God here. I'm not talking about the book of Genesis God. I'm not even talking about the Anunnaki gods. I'm talking about a completely different entity. And I said entity, not deity. What's up, Counting Elephants? Angela, how are you doing? Angela says, I believe uh, that the more I believe in Noah's Ark. Yeah. And so in these mythologies, Noah's Ark is also in there too. Atrahasis is Noah. Uh, Ziasudra is Noah. Um, so again, all of these uh, mythologies connect. Um, and so Noah in these stories was the half-son of Enki, Lord Enki, who's a very physical deity, right? I mean, you know, you read these and they're not uh, these glorified beings that are multidimensional fractal beings. Um, they're very real flesh and blood. Uh, they live for a very long time. They're highly evolved, highly technological. And what some would even say they're ascended. However, they still operate where they control their destiny and they choose good or evil. They have free will to choose that even though they're supposed to be of a higher order some of them do whatever they want right and that's we clearly see that in all these mythologies so uh doug what's up brother doug says shared the live from here uh but i'm going to watch this on tiktok awesome doug welcome welcome frank how are you frank is doug doug is frank it gets confusing but i do remember it um Angela says, so neat. Frank says, goodness. Haven't read that one yet. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. Counting Elephant says, hey, Cub. Frank says, LOL. Angela says, laughing face. By the way, this is a live raw podcast. I've gotten a lot of comments. Why don't you just shut up and teach? I'm not a teacher. I'm not here to teach, guys. I'm here to have a dialogue, have a conversation. Uh, that's one of the things that sets me apart from other creators. I'm not here to go live and give you a 30-minute podcast episode and tell you the truth. 
I'm here to have a conversation. And if that takes an hour, if that takes two hours, if that takes three hours, I'm here to have a conversation and I want to answer your questions. I want to connect with you deeply and make sure that as a content creator, I'm serving my audience. I'm serving my community. I'm serving our viewers. I'm serving new people, new guests that come through here that may have no idea what I'm talking about. And this might be the first time they hear it. So I want to make sure I don't miss. That's kind of my renewed commitment. I don't want to miss comments. Now, sometimes the system doesn't show me the comments all the time. So if I'm missing one, you guys point it out um, because sometimes the system hides them if it doesn't like them. And I, I don't have any control over that. That's their their AI technology on all the platforms, not mine. So I will answer any comment as long as it's in love and light. So uh, the evil leader that changed our DNA to be subservient or lesser being is Enlil. E-N-L-I-L, Enlil. Enki is actually the good guy or, you know, he, he's not the most stand-up guy because he made some questionable decisions, but he's the good guy in the fact that he did decide to help humanity. He did decide that, you know, we were worth saving. Um, and so Enki and Enlil are brothers, the sons of Anu, sons of heaven. Remember that? Um the 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 sons of heaven in the old testament that's anki and enlil right um synth says cub are you an empath absolutely absolutely i am uh that's why i do my podcast a little bit different again i don't i don't like to just talk at you i want to talk with you um and i can i try to read the room and connect with the energy of the room so i consider all of these channeled events by the way channeled events on my channel if you will so um andrea says i just want you to know that you are so cute thank you andrea i really appreciate that um you know please tell my wife that just so she remembers want to make sure she doesn't forget because i can be a pain in the butt and sometimes that uh you know that uh that puts blinders on especially when you're married been married for 11 years now it's not always easy but it is worth it but I appreciate your comment, my friend. Uh, have I ever read anything from Neville Goddard? Absolutely. Uh, Neville Goddard, fantastic philosopher. Love his work. Um, big fan of, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Alan Watts. Really like Alan Watts. Alan Watts is a little dry for me. Alan Watts is a little... He takes the fun out of mysticism for me. Love his work. Absolutely. I think probably some of the best work on metaphysics in the nature of mind and reality, but he takes a little bit of the fun out of it because he just puts it in such a pragmatic light that there's not really any playfulness left in it. Um, and I think he takes some of the love out of God, if that makes sense, because the God that I, I like to talk about here is actually source. It's the source of life within you. Uh, I call it a quantum God or a quantum intelligence. It's nameless and faceless. It's manifested as every living creature, including the Anunnaki. They were the, the true image of uh, the metaphysical God, just like we are. And when they created us, they didn't even think about the fact that they were giving us the very same uh, awareness, the very same potential to ascend, uh, to evolve that they have. Remember, ye are gods and the scriptures cannot be broken according to Jesus. So, uh, watching from Virginia, William says, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? 
Um, yeah. So anyway, and Lil, bad guy, Enki, good guy, Marduk, pretty much an overlord, uh, a warlord in my opinion, just from what I've read. And we're going to read more of that today too. Cody Evans and Lil got upset when Enki genetically altered the Adamu to be able to procreate. Yes, that is true. According to the mythology, Cody. Um, so Enki became Lord of the Water at that point. He went out to the, um, I think it's called the Apsu, um, and he went out into the sea, and that's where he dwelt. That's where we get the myth of Atlantis from. Uh, purportedly, Enki would have been the, the Lord of Atlantis, the one to build that society that lived with the gods, the gods and the children of the gods lived together. And Lil didn't like that. And Lil wanted the breeding farm called Eden or Edin in the Akkadian, E-D-I-N. It's E-D-E-N in the Hebrew mythology. Literally the same place through different eyes. Now that's where I had a whole conversation this weekend with an old, old friend of mine. Um, and we have polar opposite views of this in in this person's mind that is the lord god which is what it says but lord is yahweh um and yeah the lord god in there is lord yahweh so that's you have to read that's in genesis 2 genesis 1 and i'm going to prove this today is elohim so let me talk about who uh marduk is here so uh, is Enki Poseidon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassie says, is Enki Poseidon? Uh, great question there and great connection. So yes, these are all going to have differing, you know, different qualities, but yeah, they're the same archetype. So you've got these lords of the sea, lords of the water, uh, you know, that old song, I come from the water, ding, 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 the toadies or whatever. Um, that's uh that's what i think of so but yeah enki's this lord of the water now flash forward to jesus think about the obsession that jesus had with water being born of water and spirit water baptism uh those type of imagery so he's very obsessed with water and the transmutation of energy through water and i thought that was really interesting when you tie it to lord enki uh ultimately he was he was supposed to inherit the earth and then Enlil actually got granted that by King Anu, the Sky Father, um, who was actually up on Nibiru, which is either a planet or a spacecraft, we don't know, or another realm, whatever you want to consider it. Um, and that's where King Anu was up there. And so Enlil, um, you know, said, I am Lord of the, I am Lord of the Earth and I am Lord of the Command. Uh, Enki was originally supposed to be Lord of the Earth because um, he was, that's actually what Enki means, Lord of the Earth. But he ended up going to the water and ruling from there. And think about maritime law, like anything that happens out on the ocean, it doesn't fall in certain parts of the ocean, doesn't fall under any jurisdiction. And so think about that. There's a different, when you follow that Christ archetype, the, the archetype of water, the law of the water, uh, which is do as I say, um, which is follow me, you know, the love, the light, the actual service to humanity. You are under a different law than the law of flesh and the law of the earth, which was governed under Lord and Lil and then passed down to Marduk. Um, a lot of people say that Yahweh is Marduk. 
lot of people say Enlil is Marduk. I say it's both. I say that Yahweh, the Hebrew God, and this is nothing against the Hebrew people at all, but the Hebrew God is clearly has qualities of both of these gods directly adapted from those mythologies. So uh, Cody says, love your videos. Got to get back to work. No problem, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Greetings, Mythos fam. Shelly says, absolutely, Shelly. Thank you so much. Shelly brought it up. I'm going to throw it on the screen. Guys, if you love what I'm doing, become an insider. There's just no reason. We had several people join recently, join the call this weekend. We do live calls on Saturday on Zoom um, where we get to talk back and forth. We do them for about an hour, sometimes even more. Um, some people join for 20 minutes, get to talk with me and other people. Um, we've got a private community over there. It's not on social media. It's absolutely on my website. It's a fantastic place where you can explore your own spirituality in a fun, open, loving community in a safe space. You don't have to worry about friends and family seeing what you're posting over there. I know a lot of it's sensitive. If you have visions and dreams or uh, you feel energy in your hands, stuff like that, like you're getting gifts, getting downloads or prophetic things, you might want to talk about them with people, right? Uh, you might not want to post that on a normal social medium. Uh, because, you know, friends and family, right? And I get that. I, I'm just crazy enough to do it. And all my friends and family have either written it off that I am crazy or they've gone, yeah, okay, Cub actually has a point there. Uh, but still not everybody that I know is willing to comment great video. Uh, some people will tell me privately, hey, I watch your videos. I like your videos. Uh, so this is a great way you can privately sign up, join our community over there, uh, get access to the calls, um, as well as our secret channel over there. So it's like a YouTube channel over there, um, but it's built directly on my platform. It's not through YouTube. It's on my platform and I can post whatever I want there. Um, and so I get to post a lot more videos there showing exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, and so that secret channel has longer videos over there. Instead of the one minute or 60 second or 50 second video clips you see to get the algorithms to show my content, you're going to get a lot longer videos over there where I get to go deeper into the explanation. And I literally post every day over there. So uh, it's a great way to join a Patreon membership here and just go deeper into what I'm talking about. It's called our Mythos Insider membership, seven bucks a month. Scan that QR code. You just can't go wrong. Cancel any time. And I do have a free gift for you if you join today. And I have had people recently tell me, I really wish I had joined when you said, because I don't offer the free gift all the time, only occasionally. Uh, and that free gift is actually my full-length audiobook narrated by me. A lot of people say, Cub, you should write a book. Guess what I did in 2020? It's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. And I'm going to work with you on unlocking your gifts through that book. You'll, you'll download it directly from Amazon. I'll give you a code for that. Uh, you can cancel any time on the membership, by the way. Even if you cancel you still get the free book, which is worth way more than seven bucks a month. So um, thank you guys. I appreciate your support. Go check that out. We've got a ton of members in here today. Uh, we love our family. So please consider joining. I'll leave that on the screen just so you can scan that. It's also at cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Natombi, I hope I said that right, says I've had visions back when I was a child. Yeah, I did too. A lot of us do, like you have this creative spirit as a child. That's why Jesus said you must become like little children. He wasn't talking about just an innocence. He's talking about that creative spirit where you know you're God. 
You know you're co-creating with God. You know God's in you. You know the kingdom of God's within you. You know you're a witch or a wizard. You know you can raise your hand and cast magic into the world. And guys, we've forgotten that. And I'm here every day to encourage you to go do that. When you know there's a piece of land that needs healing, when you know there's a friend or a family member that needs love, you can raise your hand and by your authority channel the energy, the bioelectric energy in your body into that place with love and intention and through faith, you can literally change the paradigm. You can shift energy and transmute energy. I do this to places often that are haunted or said to be haunted, places that I know a tragedy has occurred, um, places that I know just need love and healing, areas that are uh, have a huge homeless population. And I go even further than that, give water, give food, give uh, financially, whatever you can do to directly help people. I'm not talking about through organizations and all these big things. Just do it directly to the person that God puts in front of you. That's how we build the kingdom of God, guys. Use the real energy in your body, your thoughts, your emotions, your intentions, and your actions, as well as your spiritual energies. And you literally craft and manipulate reality to become the kingdom of God. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I teach and preach here every day. Uh, and you may ask, Cub, what are you talking about? You just said, you just titled this video, The Great Monotheism Myth, and then you're talking about God. So I want to explain exactly what I mean by that. And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to pull up directly uh, some scripture that I have. What is up, Teresa? Teresa says, hey, family, how are you doing, my friend? Um, Tommy, great question. Did Enlil curse man and deny him access to the tree of life. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Enlil is the one that kicked. Um, it was Adapa and uh, his wife, which was not Eve, uh, but Eve is the representation of the first female. Um, but he did kick them out and he put guards, armed guards at the gates to Eden uh, or Eden so that they couldn't get back in because they were provided food, they were provided shelter, they were provided the ecosystem they needed, and they were told when to procreate to make sure that um, the genetics were following um, exactly what um, you know was laid out. Uh, there's many theories too that that they weren't even actually procreating, that they were literally just taking genetic samples and cloning them to try to get the perfect uh, human genome that would take orders serve at the will of the gods and ultimately um, be, you know, enslaved on this earth forever. Um, and that includes everyone that, that like everyone on the earth, that's where this whole Babylon system or the beast system, that's what it's talking about. Cause it was set up from the beginning, but there's a few phrases in there that people forget when uh, Adapa was created, which is the first thinking man, uh, it's where the original Adam and Eve come from. There was an earlier Adamu, which wasn't a very thinking man. It was more like a Sasquatch type thing, if you will. It was more of a, um, you know, Neanderthal type human being. Um, and so the first thinking uh, controllable man, that was the key, controllable, uh, was Adapa. And so that Adapa um, was the where you get the fruit uh, eating of the fruit. And that eating of the fruit is not in the original mythologies. Uh, that eating of the fruit is an esoteric um, idiom that they've added uh, to the Hebrew mythology to get the idea that something was taken and eaten and, and then changed. 
So there was no Apple. There was nothing like that. It was literally just Lord Enki, the Shining One, um, or the Serpent, the Light Bearer. Remember, I've talked about all of this before. Going, hey, you know, if you realized, you know, that you're naked and you procreated on your own, you could have your own family. Um and then you'll be like your gods. You don't need them to keep recreating you. you. You can do everything on your own that they can. And more, by the way, because you have been created specifically for this ecosystem. And you can actually thrive here in a way that the gods can't. And that's what Enki was telling them. Like, hey, wait a minute, my friends. Uh, I don't like what they're doing to you. Uh, yeah, Lord Enki taught us, Jeremy. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So uh kimberly says yes my main prayer throughout the throughout the day i love this kimberly i'm going to bring it up kimberly says my main prayer throughout the day is peace and mercy to all beings especially those who do not yet know this helps all of those around you but also uh waters within yes absolutely it's very powerful when someone is transitioning in your arms Love that, my friend. Uh, love to all the worldwide water tribe. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, we got a lot of people doing the work. It's not always about like going out and doing physical work. Sometimes it's just the energy work that we do. Frank says, I've always interpreted the apple being uh, consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where that idiom is placed in that Hebrew mythology as an archetype of knowledge, you know, uh, the apple of your eye, that type of thing, you know, the seeds within, uh, we don't even know that it was an apple. It was just a fruit because a fruit was, you know, what is eating of the fruit, eating of the fruit, fruit of the loins, right. Or fruit of the looms. Um, no branding there. I'm not affiliated with them. I just find it funny how things connect. Uh, but yeah, the fruit of the loins is is the idea that, you know, Lord Enki is like, you know, you do realize that you're both naked and you can, you know, and then and then you bypass, you know, the gods and then you become the gods that you're serving because now you are co-creators of life and you've been given rights, by the way, and inheritances. And so Adapa, when they created Adapa, the gods looked at Adapa and they were like, this is perfect. This is exactly what we wanted. And since he's the archetype, he's the one that we're going to copy from over and over and over. Uh, he doesn't have to work. So he will not be enslaved. In fact, he won't serve the gods. We're going to serve and pamper him. And so one of the things that the light bearer, Lucifer, Jesus, Enki, the serpent, the shining one, whatever you want to call it, all the same archetype throughout history and mythology is the fact that, hey, you're like the gods. You don't understand the things that created you. You can continue creating and you have a birthright and your birthright is to not be enslaved under the system, the Babylon system, the, the Enlil system uh, that all of the other offspring that they kept creating was subjected to. And just by re-signing that agreement in your heart, re-sign that with the universe, re-sign that agreement with the gods and remind them, this is why praying scripture is so important, but most people pray scripture completely wrong and they're just repeating a, a magic spell back to a God who doesn't have their best interest in mind. So I want to teach you how to pray this scripture correctly. And I'm going to read several points on uh what i think this means here so if you have questions drop them i'll be right back to look at them but i'm going to read a little bit here 
So, Genesis 1.27, I'm going to go straight to the biblical text right now just to, to get my point across here because a lot of people are, if you're deconstructing, you're probably coming from the biblical text and a lot of people want things proven with that text first before you look at something else. Now, I like to look at other things first because the mythologies, to me, have the earlier understandings that are more neutral, um, but we still have cultural gods mixed in. So when we get into the Hebrew, of course, the Hebrew God is going to get kind of front and center, right? That's not bad. That's just how every mythology does it. And so we have to, even if you're a modern day um, believer, if you're a modern day uh, person of faith, you still need to understand what this means. So you can go to, and the tool I use, I'm not affiliated with them, is BibleHub.com. I just like it. Like I said, I'm not affiliated with them. I like their concordance. They have a strong concordance in here that's very easy to use. You can do the drop-down menu. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 um, is where I'm at. And I'm going to go ahead and show this on the screen um, for everybody in the back of the class, which includes me, improve what I'm talking about here because it's really, really important. Um, let's see. Formatting, guys. Formatting. Okay. There we go. So the Hebrew here, can you guys see that? No, you can't. Let me, okay. There you go. Now you can see it. Okay. So if we read this verse, and I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again. I keep doing this. You read this verse and, you know, your good old NIV. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Oh, that sounds nice. Isn't that nice of God? Isn't that nice that he created us? Like what a, what a cool dude, right? That, that we just exist because he made us. And then we're going to look at more versions of this. And God created, God created, God created, God created, God created, God created additional translations. Let's see if any of them get anywhere close to the text. Nope, they sure don't. They're all transliterated into the word God. Just a singular male deity, the most high God. But let's actually look. Pay no attention to all the advertisements on here. There we go. This is this this blows my mind, guys. I'm telling you, this is just, it's so cool that we can even do this. They're darn advertisements. I don't want people advertising on my channel that aren't paying me. So, uh, so God... And this is how, remember, these words here are the, the transliterations. This is someone's interpretation of what this text means. So we have to actually look at the Strong's here. And we need to look at the primary, the primary translation. So the primary is God's, Strong's 430. So let's go here. Like this is, it's the plural of Eloha. Eloha. So if it was just a singular God, why is it not Eloha? Because it's the plural, guys. It's the plural. And people will argue with me all the time on this. And no, I'm not a biblical scholar here. But I can read, guys. I can read. And that's, you know, and I don't have, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to challenge this. I'm not afraid to say uh, the monotheistic myth is something that's been pulled over everybody's eyes, especially within the church community here. So, 
This is literally saying, and I'm going to read this in the way, what's up, honeybee? How are you doing, my friend? I'm going to read this in the way that I interpret this. And this is Cub's interpretation. This is the Cub living translation. This is the Cub supernatural translation of the Bible. Elohim, gods, created a human being in resemblance of the image of the gods they created him male and female was created by them okay and so what i just did there you can go do the same thing you can uh, and i highly recommend this exercise because if you do this exercise and you're into bible study at all it's going to blow your mind because you're going to look at this and go, wait a minute, wait a hot minute. And you're going to quit reading uh, a Bible that's on your shelf. You're going to quit trusting uh, something that's just inherently given to you. And, oh, that that's the true meaning of it. You're going to start questioning. And I'm not doing this to confuse anyone. I'm doing this to try to help people come to the truth. And the truth is stranger than fiction here. Because the very truth of this Old Testament canon is that we're dealing with a lot of gods. We're also dealing with one cultural god. By the way, if you're loving this, drop some stars, hearts, and rainbows. Drop some gifts on TikTok. Um, drop some love over on the podcast. You can do donations on the podcast. You can also do stars on Facebook, which is a huge way uh, to support what I'm doing here. That, that really, really helps me. If I can earn... What is it? I think it is, I think it's 10,000 stars per episode. Um, that gets me so much closer to my goal um, of making this a long-term, sustainable, full-time mission for myself. Um, I'm doing it, but but I need your help, guys, and I appreciate it. Um, not asking for handouts here. But the stars on Facebook just push it in the algorithm. They tell Facebook, hey, this guy's good content. He's good people. People like him. People are willing to support him with stars. So those help a ton. Whatever you guys can do. The super chats on YouTube, also a huge, huge way to support what I'm doing. And guys, I greatly appreciate that. And so I'm going to drop that on the screen just so you guys know. Uh, if, you're, if you don't know which platform has what there's kind of a key there for you guys i'm trying not to sneeze on camera here uh the stars also might help buy me more allergy medication that that would be fantastic you know because i just ran out today uh and the allergies are getting worse as we move into the fall here so um jeremy watch says but there is no other gods before him so is yahweh jealous yes and that's once you start reading the bible this way and once you start reading you know genesis understanding that elohim created humanity in their image um and you understand the tense and the pluralism needed to decipher this text then you understand the anunnaki myths and you go okay wait a minute wait a minute Something's going on here that I haven't been told by, you know, the construct here. And that's, uh, you know, that's really, really important. So, because just because they don't tell you doesn't mean it's not true, right? So, uh, Molly says oregano oil. I know I've tried every oil. Um, I've shoved them up my nose, taken them orally. 
this is uh, a level of allergies that I haven't found a natural remedy for. There's really only one over-the-counter medication that seems to help me, and it is uh, kind of in the process of being discontinued. I don't know why. Um, I've been having to order it from Amazon um, and get it because I only need it once a year, but it's the only thing that works for me. I don't know why. Uh, I took a big old teaspoon or tablespoon full of raw honey locally this morning. Still nothing, you know, all the things they tell you to do. It just doesn't seem to work for my brand of allergies. And I'm not sure why, but, you know, I do what I do. So, uh, you know, we got to do what works and uh, I'll do it all in order to knock this out of my face because it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun. So I know Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Molly, I may have to try more. Like, I don't know if I ate a whole oregano plant, maybe that would help. Uh, I'd probably be sweating a pizza smell for a while, but, but maybe it would work. Uh, at this point I'm willing to try it because it's pretty real here. Uh, the pollen level is off the chart, even here in late fall right now. So so let's talk about Marduk, and then we're going to read the Enuma Elish here, and I'm going to connect that to what I just read for everybody because it's super important. So Marduk in the cuneiform um, is this, and I'm going to see if I can drop it in the comments. I doubt cuneiform will transfer over, but maybe, just maybe. Oh my gosh, it did. Look at that. So there's Marduk and cuneiform. So cuneiform uses these paddles, and these little paddles go into wet clay. And they will, it's kind of a pictograph style of language. One of the earliest languages, uh, they thought it was the earliest found in Acadia, but then they found that Sumeria or actually Shumer, Shumeria is actually how it should be pronounced. Shumeria um, was the one, I believe, to originate this writing. And uh, yeah, turmeric, Casey says, uh, for allergies. Yeah, I dumped a whole glass jar of turmeric in my coffee this morning. Again, I'm telling you, I have no idea why my allergies are completely unaffected by every single homeopathic recipe I've ever tried. We even did a whole discussion about that on Saturday with our, our, our community. We call it our tribe, um, but it's it's all of our mythos insiders and... Um, had some great recipes, uh, and I'm going to start trying to, uh, you know, do all of those and see what see what helps. So I'll keep you guys posted because currently my recipes have not helped. Um, they help my inflammation. They've helped that. Uh, my back went out this weekend, and I was able to get that back in alignment and going again. Uh, it's a constant struggle. But, um, yeah, and we'll talk more about that. If you guys want to talk about that publicly, we can do a whole series on, you know, wellness and stuff too, if you want. So Jeremy says the tribe is awesome. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, so, uh, Molly says, yeah, uh, not good. Do what works for you. I know that's, I, I just, um, it, it sucks that I have to, you know, a lot of the things that I want to work don't always work. But some of them do. And I think it's a lot of it's like, you know, your body type and and uh, who you are. And So anyway, on the screen, there it is. Um, and I put it over here. I don't think you guys can see it um, on TikTok. I, I can't post it on there. I think I can post it on Insta here. No, I can't. Um, anyway, yeah, but I posted the Cunea form here. Um, and it's just really interesting because that that's Marduk and again, the cuneiform 
is stamped in clay. And so, you know, this is super, super old, predating even Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs. And so you've got a very unique language here. Um, Marduk is calf of the sun or solar calf. Hebrew, Marduk. Tiberian, Merodach a god from ancient Mesopotamia and patron deity of the city of Babylon who eventually rose and became king of the gods in the first millennium. In the city of Babylon, Marduk was worshipped in the temple of Esagalia. His symbol is the spade, and he is associated with the Mushu. It's a creature from ancient Mesopotamia mythology. It's a hybrid scaly animal with hind legs resembling the talons of an eagle. Lion-like forelimbs, a long neck and a tail, a horned noggin, a snake-like tongue, and a crest. What does that sound like? Sounds like the beast in Revelation, right? Interesting. Also, interestingly enough, sounds like Yahweh. Um, and I'm going to prove that to you guys now. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to share some of my data. Um, where I talk about um, Yahweh being the beast from Revelation. And that is terrifying, in my humble opinion. Because, like, what does that mean? Why, why is that scary? Because you got a lot of people, a lot of churches singing that name, singing that name out loud every single week. Guys, I've been to churches hands up praising almighty you know and and that's that's what's scary to me and i'm all about your right to worship whoever whatever you want I'm, i have no issue with that uh but where i do draw the line is for myself i understand the magic abilities that i have i understand when i'm agreeing to something like that especially in song I'm creating a binding agreement um, with my soul. And that's something, you know, I don't, I don't want to mess around with. So uh, I'm looking for my document here. So uh, there it is. Okay. Oh, it has to, uh, has to update here. So let's see. Find beast. Got a bunch of verses in here. Okay. So in Hosea, Hosea 13, 4, 8. And guys, you cannot make this up. I'm telling y'all. Um, no, I don't want to end that. Um, you can't make this up. It's just, it's the wildest thing. So think about what I just shared um, with the Mushu, Marduk and Mushu. And I've talked about Marduk being very similar to Yahweh. Um, and again, this is nothing against anyone's tradition or faith. This is purely my opinion um, to share my data. So in Hosea 13, 4, 8, yet I am Yahweh, your God from the land of Egypt. So he says where he's from here. This is not uh, this is not a metaphysical, invisible uh, being that knows all things, can be all places. You know, this is not like what you think God is, right? Um, and you shall acknowledge no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought, according to the pasture. 
So they were filled. They were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they have forgotten me. Therefore, I am like a lion to them. Like a leopard, I will lurk by the path. I will meet them like a bear that is bereaved of her cubs. And I will tear the covering of their heart. There I will devour them like a lioness. The wild animal will tear them. Then in Revelation 13, then I stood on the sand of the sea. I saw the beast coming up out of the sea. Remember, the beast is not a good thing in Revelation. Uh, Revelation's built all on the kingdom of Christ, right? Like we all know that. Um, I have my opinions about the book of Revelation, but I still want to use this for the example. Saw the beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. On his horn were ten crowns, and on his heads blasphemous names. The beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth like that of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Then we have Marduk over here. Marduk is similar uh, and associated with Mushu. Mushu is a creature from the Mesopotamian mythology, a hybrid, scaly animal, hind legs resembling the talons of an eagle, lion-like forelimbs, a long neck and tail, horned noggin, snake-like tongue and crest. I mean, that sounds <laughs> just saying. Uh, you know, you can't make it up, guys. You can't make it up. Uh, yeah, I actually ever noticed how Disney named um, the evil bear in Bravo Mordu. Yes, uh, they made that name up and it's similar, but not spelled the same as the real Gaelic words for black bear. Absolutely. And you also have literally have Mushu in uh, the other Disney movie. What is the the Mulan? Um, I think it's Eddie Murphy plays. It's the little serpent character, you know. So you got these these archetypes in like every mythology. So, um, yeah, uh, absolutely, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy says, so Yahweh is from Egypt. I need to know that scripture, please. Um, you bet. And I keep opening the wrong dang app because Apple puts... They make books orange, pages orange, and my notes are in pages. And, um, you know, I try to get them. And it's just really, really annoying because I click on the wrong one because I, I do everything by color coding. So there's the verse, Jeremy. I just dropped it in the, the chat for you. I am Yahweh, your God from the land of Egypt, and you shall acknowledge no God but me. And besides me, there is no Savior. And then that continues uh in verse seven so that's hosea 13 4 through 8 by the way um yeah go look it up and make sure make sure make sure you read young's literal translation um and the interlinear go to bible hub go get the actual the actual hebrew on that please 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 very very important uh, because that's where I'm pulling this data from. So if you read it, it's just going to say, I am the Lord, your God. Um, and even some of them I found don't say from Egypt. So like, you need to know what the actual wording is. So, uh, and then here is the rest of that verse with the beast symbolism. I'm like a lion to them, like a leopard. I will lurk by the path. I will meet them like a bear bereaved of her cubs. I'll tear the covering of their heart. They will devour like a lioness. Again, this is Yahweh talking to his people. Then we're in Revelation 13 here. Um, and I'm going to drop the beast description. I'm just doing this. So I'm not I'm not trying to rub anybody the wrong way. I'm just showing you what the text says. 
No, there, you're not going to hear this from a pastor. And if you do, it's going to be so twisted. I, I don't have any reason. There's nobody telling me what I have to say. Um, I, the only stipulation I have is I explore everything in love and light. I respect your tradition, your faith. I'm not here to to rag on anybody. You know, that's not the point of what I do. This is a very non-religious show. We're exploring the supernatural here, but this is important to it because the Bible is a supernatural document. This is not a religious show. It is a supernatural show, but this is important because of the supernatural elements in the Bible and the fact that 7.8 billion people are professing Christians, Bible-believing Christians. That's insane to me to think that. And then look at the world population is like, uh, I mean, it's, it's more than that, but it's, it's crazy. That's like, it's over 80% of the population has some sort of biblical tradition or belief or claims that not that they're all practicing, but they all have some influence under that system. And then tell me what the mass delusion is guys. Then tell me. Um, and so here it is in revelation 13, Verse two, the beast, which I saw was like a leopard and his feet were like those of a bear and his mouth, like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne and great authority. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It connects literally to the Old Testament God. The Old Testament God is the beast in Revelation. The Old Testament God is the one that Jesus came against and told them you're worshiping Satan. It's the one that. Uh, Jesus said, no man has stood before the Father. My Father's in spirit and in truth. No man has stood before him. You don't understand. Uh, that is the difference here. And that's what I talk about, extraterrestrial deities. I don't believe they looked like little gray, green aliens. Those are what you would consider the Watchers or the Ajiji in these Sumerian mythologies. I've talked a lot about that before. You can go back and watch my book of Enoch from like two weeks ago or a week ago where I talk about the Ajiji, the Watchers. You can go find that on my YouTube channel at any time. Um, if you want to find my YouTube channel, just scan the same U, uh, URL um, QR code here. It'll take you over there and you'll see at the top of my website um, all of my social mediums. It's a great place. Uh, you can go and find everything all in one place. In fact, they're just like right here, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So these are my main platforms. And I post on these, guys, check this out, every single day, every single day of the week, I post something on all of these platforms. So you're not going to go a day without content on those. You guys know if you show up and support what I'm doing, I'm actually posting. I mean, that's that's you're funding more content going out so more people can come to know this truth. So more people can ask questions. Even if you don't believe this is truth, but you like really support the the out of the box thinking, great. You don't have to agree. Yeah, Cub has absolute truth because I don't even agree that. I don't think I have absolute truth. I don't think I know everything. I just think that I'm willing to be super uncomfortable and look outside the box. So please consider following me, um, share this with a friend. And seriously, our Mythos Insider community here is, is incredible. It's literally the perfect place for you to begin your supernatural adventure. Um, and I'm going to just share this. This is my official pitch for today. So bear with me. All you have to do is click on that banner or the join button and it's going to pop up. 
Uh, you can pay with credit card, Google Pay, Apple Pay, or um, PayPal now too. If you got it set up, it's like a one-click checkout. So easy, guys. Uh, everything's all secure through um, through the encryption of a very professional platform that I use, um, and I love what they're doing. They've made it easy for me. They've made it easy for our community. It's easy to log in. Everything is uh, works pretty smooth. And anytime we've had any issues with a login or something, they work on it. They've got a great team behind me. So, but as a Mythos Insider, you'll enjoy privileged access to my private community where you can connect with like-minded seekers away from social media. Virtual meetups allow you to share your experience and connect deeper with myself and other members on a weekly Zoom style group call. The bonus content in my secret channel takes you deeper into the concepts that I talk about daily on my public content. So don't miss this opportunity to support my content and explore the unknown on your spiritual path with myself and others. And guys, if you love that, but you're like, it's not enough, Cub. I want to do more and I want more. Check out the Charisma Insider. You can read what that includes and you can always do the drop down menu and see tons of value included with that for only 27 bucks a month. So thank you guys for letting me do my pitch. It is literally the way that I keep big sponsors from just just dumping stuff on this channel. One of these days I'll probably have sponsors, but ultimately I try to keep it all in-house here and support everything I'm doing through our own offers, through our own ecosystem of what we're doing here. And I really appreciate that. So, um, so Jeremy says, uh, let's see, why does the Bible say uh, different in Hosea? Uh, it says, since the land of Egypt, um again you got to look at what uh every bible translation is going to have a different transliteration which is again an opinion on what the translation is a translation is going to give you the direct non-prettied up version of what it says and then your transliteration is going to go uh deeper beyond that and give you uh the opinion of the person um, by the way, for that verse, there's also one in the Apocryphon of John that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, King James Version is one of the most screwed up versions, in my opinion, by the way. So King James Version is a horrible place to go and get what it actually says. Biblehub.com is how I got my translation directly from the Strong's Concordance. Very important. You, you have to go interpret it for yourself. You cannot trust every interpretation out there. All hundred and some odd different translations of the Bible. There's probably even more than that, but the main ones you can access are all going to say pretty much the same thing. You got to go and interpret it for yourself. Look at the origin of the words, the root words, and understand what you're actually dealing with. So yeah, Strong's Concordance. Not all of them are created equal either. That's why I like the one on Bible Hub. It's the least biased one. There's other Strong's Concordances that try to give commentary. Um, and it's not really from Strong. Strong's is just like a, a concordance of here's the words, here's the root words, here's what they mean. Uh, but you know, you gotta you gotta go past that and, and get around opinion, even my opinion. You gotta go look at it for yourself. Uh, Teresa says OPOs, absolutely. So here's um, another verse that ties into that. This is from the Apocryphon of John. Now, this is, again, this is outside of biblical canon. This is an apocryphal text. And it says, In his arrogance, y'all, the Baoth boasted 
to the other archons that I am God and there is no God beside me. Now, remember the verse I just shared uh, where Yahweh says the exact same thing. And I think that's very interesting. Um, very interesting connection there. Because um, there we go. There it is in Hosea. I am Yahweh, your God from the land of Egypt. You shall acknowledge no God but me. And besides me, there is no savior. Pretty pretty bold words there, right? Um, we say in Texas, them's fighting words, right? Um, and no, don't fight anyone. Be, be peaceful. This is just, you know, that's the deal, guys. People are going to disagree with you. Even if you read and you interpret it the way I did and you start to understand it, you're not going to get mass adoption of this in your life. You know, your, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your family, your spouses aren't going to go, wow, you're brilliant. That's amazing. They are going to question beyond a shadow of a doubt. Why is it that you of all people seem to have the truth and no pastors ever told us that nobody's going to believe it. I'm just telling you. Um, it's just pretty interesting. So you, you got to do your own homework. I can't do it for you. I can show you how I got to my conclusions. You got to get to yours and you got to do it in an open heart, open mind and try to understand it just in a neutral plane without the religious context of it. If you're trying to understand it through a religious context, you're always going to come to some sort of bias. So try to remove all of that. I'm not telling you you have to leave your tradition or your faith, but just remove it for the purpose of study in a non-biased way and try to look at what it actually says. So uh, Counting Elephants says they think we're nuts. I'm good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Miss Universe says so true. Uh, Ollie says, I got the Bible Hub app on my phone. Awesome. Yes, that's and it's a great place to... I literally won't read anything in the Bible anymore without that because I like their version of the concordance. I can click on the actual Strong's number and go look at the root word and really make my own interpretation on what it means. Especially reading all these other mythologies, it starts to take on a different meaning because it makes more sense with what it actually means in light of those mythologies than what we've been told in church because you're given a theological perspective in church rather than a neutral data gathering exploration. And that's what we try to do here on the show. So, um, Let's see. Ifa Laid says, I believe Jesus knew he would become famous um, if he let them uh, unalive him. Well, uh, there's a lot of debate on whether or not that happened. Cause I want to remind everyone, if you read the, the origin texts that come out of what's called Gnosticism, gospel of Thomas specifically, there's no mention of going to the cross. It's just a transcendent message, um, of metaphysical enlightenment, um, very esoteric language. And there's no, there's no discussion of him, uh, being unalive for anyone's sins. He's just simply telling people how to live, how to ascend, and how to yoke yourself and find that union or that yoga with God. And that is a very heretical message, but it's important to understand because, um, again, the truth is stranger than fiction, right? Jesus was a metaphysical wizard, in my opinion, and uh, was telling people how they can do magic quantum magic which is shifting your reality which is through faith and just understanding that none of this is real 
that's what faith is, right? If you really think about faith, um, it's not just believing in things unseen. It is knowing that whatever you're activating on, whatever you're doing, whatever you're believing on is done. That takes a level of insanity. And I'm using that as a self-proclaimed insanity to just believe that because I said something three times, it's true. And it's already here and it's manifests. That's what I'm saying. So uh, Molly says, I feel like Jesus uh, was past that kind of ego and pride. I, I agree with that, Molly. I totally agree with that. Shelly's got to go. Shelly, thank you for being here. Love you, my sister. You have a beautiful day, my friend. Um, Aoife says it's not about pride. It's about his teachings. Uh, not about ego, but having people believe that's possible. And I, okay. I see that. I see what you're saying now. That's definitely a possible point of view. Uh, not where he had pride, but where he knew like, what's the one way to make sure that this message resonates through humanity forever. Right. Uh, and that's possible. Again, there's also the other possibility that, and this is like one of the grandest conspiracy theories of all time that I have seen a little bit of data to back it up. And I haven't talked about it before just because it's, it's uh hurt some, uh, a little bit to some people's opinions and faith and stuff. And I don't like to go there, but the idea is that Rome actually had another uh, Yeshua, another Joshua that they crucified uh, that looked very similar to him. And they, uh, he had already actually escaped with his wife, Mary Magdalene, and his uncle and his mother, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and his mother. And they went to India and lived out their days. And there's actually a grave in India now um, up in the mountains that says, uh, I think it's like Isa, the teacher. And then Miriam is the wife buried next to him. And it's like, because you know that his name was actually Isa, right? Uh, Yeshua in Hebrew, Isa in, um, I believe it's the, I believe Isa was, um, I know it's Isa in uh, the Quran, but I also think it's Isa in Aramaic, if I'm correct. Um, I'd have to check that. You can check me on that, but um, I don't know everything. But um, as I learn, I do you know, that's a theory that like, you know, could it happen? Yeah, that totally could have happened. Because if original sin is a lie, according to Bob Peck in his book, Original Sin is a Lie, go check out my friend. Um, you know, I can tag him on here. But uh, in fact, I might, Bob, uh, won't let me tag people. I thought I'd try. Uh, yeah, go check out Mr. Bob Peck, author Bob Peck over on TikTok. Uh, at original sin is a lie and I, I love what he's doing good friend of mine uh wrote an incredible book on it and so if it is a lie and jesus actually escaped and he wasn't trying to save anyone through a blood sacrifice he was trying to enlighten everyone through a very challenging message message that really really aggravated a lot of people really shook the status quo uh, and then he was able to escape and go live out his life after he had brought that message uh, which ultimately began to crumble the system that was in place. Uh, and then you had the Gnostic movement, and then they tried to exterminate them. And then you had Paul take over, which was, I believe, a Roman plant. That These are all my conspiracy theories. I don't often talk about them, but that's how I see that it kind of unfolded. And then now we have the Church of Rome or the Roman Catholic Church. 
everything's based on Pauline doctrine. Everything's based on, hey, this person that we on alive, by the way, did it because you're a horrible, sinful person and you need to keep giving power to our blood sacrifice, which is a magic, a dark magic spell that gives more power to the institution, more money to the institution, rather than making you realize that you're a God, just like Jesus said you were, and that you can ascend to and yoke yourself with him because he is in the father. The father is in him. And if you are in him, then you are in the father. Boom, it's all done, right? It's just like a zap to the mind. It's like a consciousness awakening. It's literally an implosion of the ego when you realize that I am one with all and I am God uh, because I am in God and God is in me. The kingdom of God is in you and is not in the sky. It does not come with visible signs. Literally, Jesus said that too. So it all starts to make a bigger picture. And that's why we talk about it here on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. That's why I do it live. That's why I answer every question I can coming in, though we have a plethora of questions right now. 27 messages over here on TikTok. Thank you guys. Drop some hearts, rainbows, drop some gifts. Give me a hat and a mustache, whatever you guys can do on TikTok. Uh, drop a bunch of stars over here. You can give stars on Facebook, by the way. If you go down to comment, there's a little icon that says stars. Click on that. You can choose the amount you want to give and give some stars over there. Christina, thank you for the roses. Appreciate my, appreciate you, my friend. Um, let's see. How similar is all this to the film Harry Potter? It's super similar, by the way. This truth is always interwoven in movies and television. And it's not just because the people that make that are trying to tell you something. It's because there's a universal algorithm of truth that always recycles into all the ideas for stories that we get. People don't even know what they're doing. Literally, the Game of Thrones series is all about the battle for the seven chakras or the seven kingdoms. It's about the battle for humanity. It's about all the different kingdoms. Remember, in that are the old gods, the Anunnaki gods, or the old gods in their world, and the new god. The new god is this lord of light that requires all these blood sacrifices. And it's like, it's, it's a terrifying god to serve. Doxa, thank you for the rose. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, Counting Elephants says, love Game of Thrones. Absolutely, I do too. I mean, Game of Thrones is uh, something I've hung my hat on for a long time now. Started watching it a few months ago. Crushed through the series. Absolutely loved it. Read a bunch on George R. R. Martin. He was given the, the very first scene um, of uh, Ned Stark and his son going to watch this execution and the whole scene that would play out. And they stopped by this ancient tree and he told him kind of the lore of the seven kingdoms. And uh, it's just, it was a beautiful uh, vision that he had. I think he was at a mall and walked outside and had this vision, went home, wrote it down, boom, started his series. And here we are, you know, decades later. I think he wrote the first one in 1996, if I'm correct. And uh, there's so much truth in it because it's just about, it's about the game of thrones, the game of life, the game of the gods, the game of you and me realizing who we are. And Jesus was a big part of that, not in a religious sense, certainly not in a churchianity or religiosity sense, but in a sense of a high ascended master, a yogi. Uh, Dreamstar Oracle says, how far are you in Game of Thrones? Actually, I finished it. I finished Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon um in record time i love it i'm already ready to rewatch it but i bought the first book i'm about halfway through the book right now been reading that every night and i'm just obsessed with that whole world the whole game the idea of the game because i really do believe that you and i that that's the nature of reality we were created into this matrix and 
everybody thinks they're doing something in the matrix when really the matrix is this neutral thing it is literally this god source that we're meant to manifest within and nobody gets it and until you get it and you go wait a minute i think everything i think everything i feel and everything i do is tied to the nature of what i experience in reality just like i can have a day where i'm like oh the economy's horrible you know, there's no there's no money out there. The sales are down, whatever. Or I can have a day. Was it like last Wednesday? I just got on here and I'm like, we're going to get a dozen new members. Like I just I didn't even think that number. I was just like, we got we've got like I'm making the best offer I've ever made in my life. I'm putting forth everything I've got into this incredibly affordable membership that anybody can afford. And we're going to get people that need it. And it's going to be magnetized. And I'm going to just, and I'm telling you that night, I like bing, 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 my phone going off. Since then, we got people joining middle of the night. I don't even know where they're coming from. I don't know if it's the old episodes or the shorts that I'm doing or what, what I'm doing. Um, but I love it. And, and I've got a long way to go to meet my goals, but, but I'm telling you the thoughts, the emotions that you feel into things affect our reality. I think that's literally what Jesus was trying to say. I think that's why they unalived him or why they unalived someone in his place to try to prove that that message was stamped out. And by the way, it was a good thing because you're a horrible sinner and you better follow the message that we're crafting around that, not the actual teachings of him. Have you ever asked yourself why the teachings of him are not taught in churches, but the doctrine is? That's a big problem, guys. And I'm here to do the teachings every single day in my life. That's what I like to do. Dude, I love the train. Thank you so much, Martin. That is that the truth train, Martin? I love it. That is awesome. So that's what I love about TikTok, all the animated stuff. If you're going to give a gift, it should animate. I mean, the stars on Facebook are cool, but they don't animate. I mean, they help me too. So don't, you know, don't not give them. But uh, the super chats, I think, animate on your end, or at least your cool stickers. So that's over on YouTube. Thank you guys, by the way. I saw Super Chat earlier. So whoever that was, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's those are just, I don't know. That, that That's the way that I understand it. Um, the nature of our reality. Much weirder than we think, by the way. Um, all right, more questions. I'm going to hang out for a little bit more. I'm going to try to hang out a little bit longer from now on. Um, maybe around an hour and a half per episode. And that's really just because I want to connect with more people here. I'm not just here to give a message and then jump off. I want to connect with you guys. If you have a question for me, drop it now. I want to make sure that I get to all of these. So, uh, Chris says, knowing and loving your perceived reality, what you want for yourself brings it to the forefront and it becomes reality. Dude, that's a really good point right there. I'm going to bring this up. Um, this is great. Don't fall into the trap of old habits that drag you into the life you're trying to leave. Absolutely. Um, and so what Chris is saying here, I'm going to interpret it in my, my way here. And I love this, my friend, uh, cause I'm a big believer in magic. And a lot of times I do, I do that. I'll fall back into like the old patterns. I try to think positive, but I do the same things and I feel the same way that I used to. And I have to focus on Raising your vibration, guys, can I just say this right now on Chris's comment here? Raising your vibration is very uncomfortable. It's exhausting, by the way. That's why more people don't do it. It's not just positive thoughts. 
it starts with a very uncomfortable, almost panic attack like feeling washing through your body. And once it washes through a couple of times, you continue to channel that feeling and you can chant on it and you can channel that energy and you can connect with the sun, the moon, the stars, connect with yourself, with others. You can be at the gym and connect to all the energy of people running around you. Um, and you really, really need to understand that it absolutely is a flushing experience. Okay. If you've ever done a cleanse, like a juice cleanse, you know how it flushes you out, dude. Those are so cool. Honeybee, thank you so much for the um the the jellyfish. There were jellyfish, like like uh, 3D jellyfish swimming on the screen. Thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, and so it's gonna flush your body, it's gonna flush your energies, and it's gonna flush your emotions. When you do that, you may have emotions surface and be like, man, I'm so anxious. I am so you know, I am really falling into a depression right here. Um, and by the way, I'm not talking about clinical anything here. I'm talking about controlling your actual emotions here. Not talking about imbalances or anything. I don't even want to share my opinion on that. That's not for the public platform here. But what I will tell you is for me personally, when you practice this channeling the energy within you, you know, breathe in and just that you kind of feel this uncomfortable tightness in your chest and it's starting to release everything you keep doing that and you're going to be uncomfortable uncomfortable then oh wow now i'm getting relaxed now i'm getting flow and it takes a lot of practice but as you channel these things you've got to raise your vibration and raising your vibration is a literal energetic feeling coming from right here in your core all the way up through your chest it's going to rest in your heart chakra and as you actually begin to manifest and you're feeling those feelings, you're going to start to feel a tingle here. And that chakra, when you get that third eye and your crown chakra open, you're just literally an antenna of the divine. And everything that you're thinking, you can literally think about somebody, boom, they'll call you and be like, dude, let's do lunch. Like, And it's the weirdest thing. And you start to realize it's all a game. I'm here to activate as a main character, not a non-player character. And if I activate as a character, I get to help continue to design the game and lay out the game for future generations. It's freaking awesome, guys. Pardon my language, but it's so cool. Steven watching from the UK. Thank you, my friend. I love it. We have a global audience here. Super, super uh, blessed to have you guys all over the world. So um, he was one of the first Adam alchemists. Yes, absolutely, my friend. Uh, Christianity was in Africa before Europe. I totally believe that. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in Africa before Europe. C cradle of civilizations going on, guys. I mean, uh, there's places that we know life started. Uh, Fertile Crescent, um, Mesopotamian area, Africa. Very, very interesting stuff, guys. So, uh, Channeling can drain energy. Paranormal messages say yes. And that's the thing. When you do this, you don't want to do it for eight hours a day. Guys, you can literally bring a manifestation in in five minutes. But that five minutes might make you sleep for eight hours. And I've had to do that before. It depends on what shadow work you have to do in, in coinciding with that. Because the shadow work is super important. What is shadow work, by the way? Shadow work is when um, you're, you're trying to manifest something. Say you got a money block and you're like, I know I got generational curses with money. Raise your hand if you've got a generational curse with money. You got friends and family members all around you that have struggled with money, struggle with paying bills. There's not enough. All I do is complain about the economy. Raise your hand if you got those in your family. Let's see how many hands. 
So I got mine up because I know I got generational curses with that. But I got to start rewiring that. And when I rewire that, and just like last Wednesday, when I rewired that so completely and was like, this is easy. This is easy. What I do is easy. Uh, it's not easy to show up and share my truth, but it's easy to generate the income I need to continue what I'm doing. And yeah, we got a lot of hands up over here on TikTok. Thank you, guys. Um, so when you start realizing, okay, generational curse, I'm going to break that. So I'm going to break it by breaking it down. Okay, what are the negative thought patterns? I'm going to take the thought. I'm going to move it into my heart. What do I feel when I think that heart? Ooh, I don't, I don't like that. I feel, yeah, the economy does suck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see proof in my family. Nobody's ever been a millionaire in my family. Nobody. I I got proof. I, I see that that's not even possible. It's got to be my genetics. It's got to be my, it's got to be the system. It's got to be something. It's got to be a curse, right? No, 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 no. Let's just keep breaking it down. Move it into your gut. How does that rest in your gut? You got that gut feeling that I'm poor, right? Okay, then you're going to take that and I want you to move that all the way out your root chakra. As soon as it hits your root chakra, which is right on your tailbone. You're going to kind of feel that little zap. I want you to move it back up, move it into your gut and reverse that feeling from, oh, I don't have enough to, I have, oh my gosh, I have so much. And like, like feel it in your gut first, before you feel it in your emotional heart, feel it in your gut, what it feels like to pay off every single one of your debts and know that all your cash flow coming in is literally for you. Everything after taxes and fees and all the, the whatever that you got to pay just to get it to you, right? All that stuff, you know that everything coming back to you is cherry on top because all your debt's paid off. You feel that like resting sensation of like like butterflies? You're like, dang, what would that be like? I don't got a, I don't have a car payment anymore. I could drive whatever car I want and I've got, I don't have a car payment. Whatever house I want, I don't have a house payment. You got that feeling in you? Love the heart. Thank you so much, my friend. Um. Yeah. And then you move that up, move it into the heart. Feel that, what it feels like emotionally to share that with friends and family. Not be like, look at look at my crib. I'm out of debt and you are. No, it's like, hey, check it out. Hey, mom and dad, just paid your house off. Hey, brother, no, you just had a baby. There's some money for the baby. This is not to show off. This is just because I love you and I'm blessed. And I feel it and I feel that feeling of sharing it. Then you're going to move it up and you're going to create affirmations. I am well. I am abundant. I have everything I need. My debts are forgiven. My bills are paid. My cash flow is returned and abundant. You're going to say it three times. My debts are forgiven. My bills are paid. And my cash flow is abundant. My debts are forgiven, my bills are paid, and my cash flow is abundant. By the way, how did this on Anunnaki gods turn into this? Because it's all connected, guys. I can't talk about one without the other. The lie you've been sold is to keep you from what I just told you. And I got to start from the beginning every time because we've got new people coming in here all the time. And all of this is connected. And if you don't activate on the first part of it and realize your identity and your birthright as a son of the gods with the source of God within you, a part of the Christ, the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? It's a supermassive light body. It is one of the only souls in the universe sitting directly next to the father and the mother. The father is the energy that created the universe. The mother is the wave of intention that moves it. The Ruach, 
the Holy Spirit, the Holy Mother that moves that energy everywhere in the universe. And as you think it and you feel it and you manifest the energy, then you take it and you make a particle of it. You take light and you solidify that light as an agreed upon manifestation and a particle. And that is the child, the child. So that's quantum magic. That is the I am. The father is the seed. Absolutely. The mother is the wisdom. Yes, absolutely. And quite literally within physics, the father is energy. All things are energy. All things are the father. The father is drawing all things to him. The mother, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, the wind. Ruach in Hebrew is wind. The wind is the wave that we in quantum physics call the wave. And it moves energy where intention goes. Energy flows. And that intention is the mother. It's the wave. It caresses it and it receives that power and it bears that power and births that power as whatever you feel, think, see, and do. And you do that from your root chakra to your crown chakra. When they are all in agreement, when this whole house comes into agreement, the kingdom of God comes on the earth. Leah says, amen. Thank you, my friend. Try uh, extending your... Um, something buffer out, everything that comes, bad vibrations and pollen. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what half of that means, but I, I'm sure it's it's good because you sound, uh, Latette knows what she's talking about. So, um, oh, your aura to buffer. Okay, gotcha. Uh, sorry, I think there was a typo there. So try extending your aura to buffer out everything that comes to you, including bad vibrations and pollen. Okay, so got it. So like getting my aura to actually cleanse everything as it comes in and transmute it. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Thank you very much. Um, uh, okay, and you were talking about allergies. I'm, I'm reading your comments in reverse, by the way. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, and so what we're talking about right now, Latet, is nothing to do with the allergies. That was, oh yeah, Latet's on 16 minutes right now. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so weird. The comments will come in if someone just started the live stream on YouTube. And so Latet is watching at 16 minutes and 52 seconds. My apologies, my friend. Um, talking about my allergies. I get it. I appreciate what you're talking about. I need to read the timestamps better. My apologies. Um, so with that said, guys, um, that's what I'm talking about, about quantum manifestation here and the truth about who God is. And so when people are like, Cub, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in one true God. I do, but it doesn't want to be called God. It doesn't want to be called one true God because it's three parts. It's father, mother, and you, it's all of creation. It's everything manifest in the physical realm and the hollows, the matrix. Okay. The matrix is not bad. The beast system is different than the matrix and the beast system is infected all of the matrix. And as we bear the kingdom of God back into the matrix, the kingdom of God takes over like a new computer program being uploaded and updated in a new version, just like you update your phone. You know, Apple's got this new OS coming out and it's going to add all these features and fix all these bugs. It's going to look prettier and be better. That's 5D reality that we're here to shift into. We're here to manifest that kingdom of God, guys. That's how we do it, by the way. That's how we do it. So um, anyway, I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Latette, thank you so much for the allergy tips. I appreciate that. I will be applying that. Um, thank you, Leah, for being here. Joffrey, thank you for joining, my friend. 
Shelly, thank you for being here. I want to remind everyone, if you've enjoyed this, I show up here for free every day, guys, every single day. And for literally seven bucks a month, you can support what I'm doing. You get access to so much more. Even if you don't have time to do the other stuff, you have access to it. You never know when you'll need it. You never know when you're like, you know, I really do need community right now. You know, I really do want to get on a call and I've got questions for Cub and I really want to ask them in person. Uh, you're going to have access to that. So you might as well just get it today. Get get that access, put it in your pocket, know that you have it and know that I am not charging. I'm not overcharging guys. Uh, seven bucks a month. I've had people tell me they pay 70 bucks a month for this. And I'm not kidding. Literally, I've had people tell me they pay 70. I even have people that overpay on purpose because they love what I'm doing. They send me money over on PayPal uh, just to supplement what I'm doing. So thank you guys for that. Thank you to, to our members that go above and beyond. But for, for anyone new, you know, don't hesitate another day. Just, just jump on. If you don't love it and you don't resonate with what we're doing here, it's not like a weird group or anything. It's just a great access where you get to access me on Saturdays. You can message me through the app. We have our own social media style feed over there where, again, you can share in private your testimony over there if you feel so called to and get more support from our other members over there. It's a fantastic way you can get involved as a Mythos Insider and begin your supernatural journey with us here. So I love you guys. Thank you on Instagram, on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the places are X now. I guess it's X now. Um, so let's see. Okay, Ashley responded to someone and said it was interesting. So now I have to read that comment. Joffrey, what did Joffrey say? Um, it's a fun rabbit hole. Um, for Egypt, check the French history. Look at the old paintings just like the Louvre. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a lot of history, guys, a lot of history. And I like looking at all the different angles of it. Because to me, everything has a little piece of the puzzle, right? And like, let's get a bunch of different pictures, a bunch of different pieces of the puzzle. Hey, thank you guys for the gifts on TikTok. You guys are rocking it. I've gotten more gifts on TikTok today than I have in a long time. So you guys on Facebook, try to challenge them over there on TikTok. Drop some stars on this. I really appreciate them. You, even if you're watching after the fact, you can do this. Um, appreciate you guys. Uh, CO5 says, I'm confused. I have a question. Uh, like God would protect his most beloved prophet, wouldn't he? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, okay, so uh, in the Quran, it says that Jesus was not slain at the cross. Um, it didn't make sense that God would not let his prophet uh, be unalived at the hands of evil people. So, yeah, um, and that's the thing. I don't know that... Um, shut the door there because my wife's home. I don't, uh, I have not read the Quran, just to be honest. I have read the part about Jesus in the Quran. Uh, and it's beautiful, by the way. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, and that's why I read all faith tradition uh, scriptures, if I can. Uh, if, if you have one for me, I'm happy to read it. I love reading all of them. I like to know as much as I can, put together the bigger picture in love and respect to all people. So, um, but with that said, yeah, I, that's what I didn't understand either is like why, you know, and I had this debate the other night with, with a dear old friend. Um, why do you think that someone had to spill blood for you? Why do you think a sacrifice had to be made? And the only answer was because God is perfect and we're not. And that doesn't make sense either. Uh, a father 
literally loves the son, even though he's not perfect. The prodigal son proves that. Like everything Jesus said proves the fact that you didn't need a sacrifice, that you're just loved. And I don't, I, I, I never understood that. I never understood that. So that's where I literally can come to the conspiracy theory land and understand where that theory comes from of maybe Rome actually unalived another person in his place because he had already escaped and they wanted to make sure that people in that time knew what happened when people got out of line. That makes more sense to me than him having to be unalive because he loves me, but I'm horrible enough that, you know, he had to be unalive and God loves his son, but he went ahead and slain him for us because all of that doctrine comes out of Pauline doctrine or it comes out of the old prophecies in the old Testament. <clears throat> Excuse me again, allergies. Um, that's why I got the big old cup today. And this is a real one, guys. This ain't none of that TikTok $10 cup. This is this is a real one right here. My wife got me this um, for, I don't even remember what she got me this for. Um, maybe, I don't, I think it was more recent than my birthday, but, um, but yeah, she got me this so that I can uh, enjoy some tasty, uh, tasty water. Got my new bike in the background, by the way. Hope you guys like that. Rearrange the studio a little bit. Got my my plants over here, my money tree, my ferns, and my uh, humidifier in here. I try to keep the room in a nice, humid, uh, resting state. Um, burn my sage in here. It's all about the ritual, guys. It's all about the ritual. Um, Anunnaki Truth Quest. What's up, my friend? I'm going to drop your comment up here. Uh, Y'all go check out Anunnaki Truth Quest channel, by the way. Uh, Once a person gets basic understanding of the ancient writings of cuneiform and clay tablets, the biblical writings make more sense, in my opinion. Surely the Anunnaki deities are the biblical Elohim. Ding, ding, ding. And exactly like we just read earlier, um, I can prove to you all through Genesis where the Elohim are plural and clearly created in their image. And there's really no actual verse that says we're in the image of a monotheistic God. But then, but, but Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within us. And that tells us where God dwells within us. We're a temple. That's the difference, guys. That's the difference between worshiping or being enslaved to deities. Because the Hebrew word for worship, if we and I've looked this up before in some of the some core places in the Old Testament, if you look up the word for worship, not all versions of worship, but some of them um, is actually enslavement to the gods. It's literally to do their will, to, to serve them at their servitude. And that's, uh, you know, that's for me, that's an issue. I don't want to be enslaved. I want to be free and I want to be in unity with God. And, and that's, I believe what Jesus actually taught. So dude, thank you guys for the swans. Like it's a super cool, um, gifts going on today. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, big stick, Bob, what's up, brother? How are you doing? TikTok says, great job. You've gone live for 90 minutes. Don't forget to take a break. Thank you, TikTok. Um, I appreciate that. You know, breaks are good, but the rewards are bigger. TikTok is proven. I've got a friend on TikTok that streams for almost eight hours a day. And I don't have that in me, guys. I love that they do that. But I also make a lot of other content and kind of, uh, you know, uh, get everything mixed. Uh, Geoffrey, actually, the bike, I did post on my Facebook uh, page the other day. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick and I'll just bring it on the screen. It's kind of in the dark back there in the shadow. Um, but I'll see if I can find it. And I'm not sponsored by them. Would love to be, by the way, because I'm all about the journey. And I think this would be a really rad company to partner with. But um, since I'm not a mountain biking channel, I don't know that they would even be interested. But I am I'm actually am looking for sponsors uh, not to add more advertisements to the channel, but to kind of have regular um, sponsorships, if you will. Uh, because, you know, I think that sponsorships are really um, a cool way to fund what I'm doing um, without distracting from what I'm doing. Um, so I'm look I'm looking for for possibilities with that and putting together packages on that. So we'll see. So keep that in your prayers. Here's my bike. I got a Trek Rail 8 uh, discontinued bike, but it's one of the uh, the only aluminum frames in this chunkier build available. 27.5 inch tires, 2.5 inches wide. Um, it's got rock shocks, Fox shocks on the back. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really rad ride. I, I love it. Uh, oversized handlebars, wider handlebars, dropper post, all the fun stuff on it. So if you're not into bikes, that's probably super boring, but I do want to talk about this cause this is part of manifesting. I bought this bike to bless me. Um, I traded in two bikes that I had, um, one that I'd had for several years and one I'd had even longer traded those in for this bike. And, uh, I've got one bike now, simple, easy mode. I love it. Thank you. Uh, Ali, Aliora seven, seven, seven. Love the name, by the way. Thank you for the roses. God bless you, my friend. Uh, Frank says Trek bike is great. I miss mine. Yeah. And I love, I just love what they're doing over there. You know, again, I'm not affiliated with them, but for me, um, I wanted something chunky, heavy for, I mean, I'm, I'm six foot four, almost six foot three, 260 pounds. And, uh, I'm down a lot. If you guys saw my transformation, um, in fact, I'm going to share that with you too. This is how I want to end this episode because my transformation, you guys in the tribe know you saw this. Uh, but this is super important to me because it's it's the biggest transformation I've ever gone through in my life. Um, this was me. Uh, here, let me let me add it to the screen here. This was me seven years ago. And uh, you can tell I'm not very happy. Um, in fact, I'm not even me. In fact, I was a person I'd become through following a religious path that I was on. I knew I was a horrible sinner and I lived that and I feared God and I feared judgment and I followed the doctrine of atonement and the sacrifice for me and I felt horrible and I did this for years. And I did nothing but sin and hate myself and not like others. I didn't feel connected at all. Right here, I weigh 335, 340 pounds, somewhere in there. At my most, I weighed 355. This was, I was a little bit down because I had been traveling and working a lot. But 
Yeah, Ifa says, uh, how did that work out for you? Well, you're looking at it. It was it was pretty bad. I mean, this is on top of the Hollywood sign, by the way. I was a filmmaker back then. I had my own video production company, film company. And uh, I'm standing on top of the Hollywood sign. You know, it's like, it's like right around the corner there. I'm on the lookout there. And that's L.A. down there. And L.A. is somewhere I, as a filmmaker, should have just been like, so excited to be guys i remember driving around having panic attacks because i just felt i was just just panicky for no reason because i hated myself because i was believing a doctrine that told me i should and i should be thankful thank god for jesus because i'm a horrible sinner that was awful it was awful guys i'll never go back and i had this older friend the other night told me you need to come back, come back to the true doctrine. And I said, no, dude, no. Why would I do that when I wanted to unalive myself? And there was literally a time in my testimony in my life when I was this close to ending my life. That's why I do what I do, because I know there's more people out there. And I, I've had people private message me and say that they were considering that. And because of the message that I'm bringing they have found new hope. And this is me today. This was taken about a week and a half ago. A week ago, actually. That's me today. You see the difference? Do you feel the difference? I do. I mean, yeah, I'm smiling in this one. But now I weigh 260 pounds instead of 335 pounds. That's a huge difference. Of course, I got different glasses less of a beard but look at my eyes guys kind of hard to see them with the the transitions on my glasses but they're pretty bright dark green right there and in this other one again it's nighttime but look they're brown you can tell a lot about someone by the color of their eyes because eye color changes based on vibration you can even talk to an eye doctor and ask about changing eye color. And it, it happens quite often. So I'm just saying, if it says, cause the Bible is about guilt. Yeah. So this is me now. This is my transformation. This is not a diet and exercise. This is a consciousness shift. This was my great awakening. This is when I got down literally on my knees and bawling. Um, and said, God, whoever and whatever you are, I literally don't care who or what you are, God. I just want the truth. And I want to know what the real reality is. I don't care if it's in my faith tradition, if it's in another one. I don't care if it's in the middle of the ocean. I don't care if it's in the sky or if it's interstellar or interdimensional or psychedelic or uh, whatever religion I've never discovered. I don't care. I just want to know, even if it freaks me out. I want to start my life's work and I'm willing to give all of this up. And by all of this, you know, I wasn't living large by any means, but I had the lifestyle that I had built through building a business. 2020 did a lot to help destroy that. And it systematically got destroyed after that. And that's why I do what I do now full time. But I made that agreement with God, with the universe, with source, and then all the events in my reality started adding up to making this agreement come to fruition. 
and allowing me to do what I do full time. And you guys, by the way, TikTok single-handedly helping me with gifts today. Thank you guys. Facebook, thank you guys for the stars. Thank you guys that joined. I saw we had some joinees. Thank you. I'll welcome you over there today, by the way. If you do join, by the way, uh, no, no obligation whatsoever. You keep watching for free. I just know a lot of people say, man, I wish I had joined months ago. I've been what I got. We had people on the call Saturday. They were like, you know, I should have joined a long time ago. been watching for a while. I was just on the fence. So again, like I said, you can cancel anytime. You can cancel anytime. By the way, if you hate it, I'll give you your money back. I mean, if you, if you get in and you, you hate it in the first, you know, uh, 72 hours, I'll give you your money back. So there's just no risk. Right. Um, and I'll welcome you over there today and I'll give you a copy of my free book, my audio book, and I'll give you the download code for it. You can go over to Amazon, download it, you can listen to it in the car. It's a full audio book, help you find your spiritual gifts called God Given Gifts of Brilliance. That book I wrote in 2020, I did not look like this, but that book was the beginning of my awakening. It's a faith based book but you can see the mysticism in it. You can see the questioning. You can apply it to your walk of life right now. It's a fairly neutral. I do use a lot of Bible verses in it, but you can easily apply it to any walk of life. And you guys know my brand now, you know, my brand is spirituality now, but please consider that. Thank you guys that did scan the code. I really appreciate you looking forward to meeting you guys. Uh, Jacob says uh, cub 2.0. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. I mean, you guys look at that. Like I said, I'm not, not selling supplements or anything here, guys. This is about mindset. I mean, everybody wants what they want, right? Everybody's looking for a program. Like, what do I do? Like, what, what's the weight loss program? What's the money program? What's the whatever? What's the leadership program? Uh, no, guys, I didn't do any of that through programs like that. The program I did to get from here to here was my mind. Literally my mind. And that's called programming. You have to reprogram your mind. If it says most people kick me out of their chat for speaking my truth, dude, no, no. I don't kick people out unless they're just being completely disrespectful. You speak your truth here. Literally, we're a multicultural, multi-faith, multi-orientation community here. I don't care who you're married to, where you do or don't go to church. I don't care what you believe as long as you love and bless other people and treat them as yourself and you treat yourself well, too. That's all I require. OK, I'm not a church. I'm not a, a cult. I'm not a exclusive secret club. I'm a content creator and I'm here to share my truth and my journey every day and inspire people with my brand of spirituality. And if you vibe with that, you're in the right place. If you really vibe with that join i'd love to literally meet you on a call face to face get to know you and go down that rabbit hole together let's discuss all this stuff even more we shared all kinds of remedies and uh, our different balms and teas and coffees and stuff like that on saturday this next saturday we're talking about cryptids one of our sisters dream star oracle she's going to bring her book of all these cryptids i've got mine we're going to talk about tulpas how do you manifest your fears and how do you manifest your dreams. Again, it all connects. Everything we talk about is always about you reprogramming yourself to live the lifestyle that you want. I don't care. I'm not here as a business coach or consultant. I'm here to help people ascend. And ascension includes living the life you want, having the opportunities you want, and ultimately you got to fall in love with you 
Because if you don't fall in love with you, you certainly can't fall in love with the true God within you. If you do that, then I then I support that all day long. Chris says, is this on Discord? No, actually, it is all on my website at cubcooker.com, C-U-V-K-U-K-E-R.com. It's all built through my platform over there. Like I said, we've got a community app over there. We have our um, private channel app over there, which plugs into the community, too. You can even download uh, the apps for your phone. We're working on a branded app that will have my name instead of the developer name on it, but... That'll come next year as we grow this. Uh, I am on the short list for that. So as soon as I get approved for that, we'll be working on development of that branded app, which will actually be the Cub Cooker Supernatural app um, or the Mythos app, depending on um, how I decide to brand it and how they tell me I need to uh, with the development team. But um, looking forward to that. So, yeah, it's all again, it's all off of social um, I don't use Discord or Facebook or anything for this. It's all on my platform. Uh, we still have a family-friendly atmosphere, so I do request people don't, you know, drop a bunch of F-bombs or anything. I do request that, you know, we share images that are uh, family-friendly because a lot of people get on there and they get on the calls with their family and some people have kids in the background and stuff. And so we want to have a very family-friendly atmosphere but still be able to explore our truth. We don't perpetuate wild conspiracy theories, but if you do have data that you can, in a cohesive, cognitive manner, help add up for people, we love to hear that kind of stuff over there. So uh, it's a much more inclusive environment, and we get to play by a little bit different rules than we have to with the algorithms out here. So anyway, I really appreciate you guys. Um, let's see. We are blessed to have life and to be in this moment in particular, is even more so a blessing. Absolutely. Geoffrey, thank you so much, my friend. Geoffrey says, you're not a content creator. You're just you. And that on its own is magical. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate that. And I hope everybody remembers that about themselves, too. You guys are awesome. You're magical. You're wonderful. Ye are gods. Love yourself as your neighbor. You got to start at home, guys. Take care of your house, clean your house, then you can help your neighbor, right? Like you got to start at home, start in your own temple. Thank you for that. Family friendly PSA. Missy says, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I love you guys. Love our tribe. Thank you guys to the new members. I'll welcome you over there this evening. Normally let everybody get in and then welcome you all. So, um, you guys have a beautiful day. Teresa, thank you for being here. This has been a great stream. I'll do this again tomorrow. I'm normally um, live in the afternoon trying to do a little bit longer streams so we can connect, have a better conversation. We've gotten a lot more people on today. I think today we probably reached uh, upwards of 10,000 people with this one live stream on all the platforms just in just under two hours. So anyway, I appreciate you guys. Uh, love you. Have a wonderful day. You can also find this whole stream over on Apple and Spotify. Search Cub Cooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R, Supernatural Podcast, and you can find me over there. It's easy peasy. You can also find it on my website, cubcooker.com. Listen in your car, unencumbered. You don't have to look at the screen that way. You can just hear the words, get it in your mind, start transforming your life, guys. I love you. Have a beautiful day. God bless. Namaste. Bye.